Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Stauffer, nice district at Rogers Place. The Oilers and the Coyotes tonight. Oilers now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation in this hour in about 48 seconds time. Craig Morgan uh, from Phoenix Hockey. Uh, and we'll also have, uh, he's been the beat writer, guy knows the business from Phoenix Sports. He knows it like nobody out in Arizona. Uh, we will have Carl Berglund, the Oilers' uh, newest player, signed out of the NCAA this morning. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We're going to uh, uh, quickly go until the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We'll tell you, uh, this text comes in from the Chisler, a.k.a. a voice from the past. Bob, the Coyotes are in town. Any chance spinning Phoenix's own Mr. Mr., your favorite 1980s band, is, of course, you are the president of the Richard Page fan club that you are. Brendan. I was uh, down in Palm Desert with a fellow by the name of Steve, and he had a convertible, and we were driving, and we were trying to act the scene out from the video of Phoenix's own Richard Page and Mr. Mr. True story, and I know the date because the Super Bowl was the next day. Uh, well, I don't know if he's a super writer, if he'd call himself that, or if they got a super rebuild book going on, uh, but, uh, and by the way, we'll do... Winners game day trivia a little bit later on. We do have a Brendan, did we get a winner? By the way, the, the trivia question, uh, name the prospect that came over as part of the Nick Bukestead deal um, with the Oilers sending Kessel Ring on the third. Uh, did, who ended up winning that, by the way? Yeah, Cam got the right answer. It was uh, Cam Deneen, oddly enough. There you go. Well, chalk one up for the Cams. Off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And our headliner today is Craig Morgan from... PHNX Phoenix Sports. He's our Oilers headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Craig, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Bob? Good. Tell me the truth. Are you a fan of Mr. Mr. and Richard Page? <laughs> I am, actually. I started laughing when I just started taking me back to uh, those days of the music that I used. I was like, like, that era like evokes a lot of things for me. Like I was also thinking about Corey Hart and some other artists from that era. But, yes, I am a fan of Mr. Mr. I'm not sure if I should admit that, but 
There it is. It's out there. I love that song. I think that's a great song. The I, I know he did uh, he did like a live version in about eighty five, eighty six. And the guy, I mean, the guy, the guy had a huge voice, real talent. And ter- I, I don't know if people know this. He turned down multiple opportunities to lead other bands, including Chicago. After Peter Cetera left, wow. so oh yeah, like he's and, and he is from Phoenix and grew up there. So it's uh, and I had to laugh because this guy knows one of the listeners knows that I like Mister Mister, and I it's a true story. We we tried to act out the scene. We we were at Palm Bay's that night. It's since closed in Palm Desert into a twenty five dollar U S cover charge, Craig, in nineteen eighty six eighty seven. It was expensive. Um, so it was, it was. I was down there for about four months. It was a. It was a heck of a time. That's all I gotta say. All right. Uh, I'm going into Mullet Arena. The Oilers uh, play tonight against the uh, Coyotes. Uh, then uh, they get Vegas on Sunday. The team flies Monday into Phoenix, and uh, we are not out in Glendale. We are in Mullet Arena, where the Arizona Coyotes are a house on fire. They're 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 20, 11, and three at home. What the hell's going on, Craig? What? Why are? Why? why like, weren't they supposed to be going for Connor Bedard here? Have the players undermined the direction of uh, the general manager? What's happening? Yeah, the Coyotes like to screw up whenever there's a Connor at the top of the draft. They like to screw things up for themselves in the lottery. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, Bob. I, have, I wrote about this about a week ago, and there are multiple theories. Uh, I think one of them is that visiting teams have a tough time adjusting to the optics there. It, I've had multiple visiting players say it feels like everything's closer, like it's on top of you. Of course, the rink's the same size, but, you know, the arena, you're missing the upper bowl. So it changes the optics. I think they have a, a little bit of a hard time adjusting. Um, there may be a little bit of what happens in Vegas with South Scottsdale flu. I think players enjoy themselves when they come down here. Yep. But I think the biggest thing here is the guys just play well there. They're really inspired when they play in that arena. It's unbelievable that they have 20 wins. Bob, two more wins at home, and they have seven more games at home, and they will equal the amount of home wins that the 2012 team that went to the Western Conference Final had. It's just astounding. Yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. Now, one of the stats that caught my eye, the team's 12th in the league in save percentage. You know, uh, I think we're getting Connor Ingram tonight. He's at 909. Uh, in his uh, this season, I mean, this is a, a guy that's worked his way up. Um, how much of this just has been that they've gotten? Because if you look at it, they're thirty second, dead last in shots for, second last in shots against, but they're twelfth in the league in save percentage. And if you get stops at home, that's how you win games. Yeah, and I, I thank you for bringing it up because it's another huge part of why they're overachieving this season. Andre Turini has said it himself that they're getting spectacular goaltending most nights. Now, I don't want to discount what's happening in front of them. I know the shot volume is high, but there, there's a method to their madness. They know they're going to get out-possessed, but they are doing a good job of limiting the steam passes, things like that, that will lead to greater scoring chances. But you cannot discount the job that Karel Vimelka Connor Ingram, and even of late, Ivan Prozvatov have done in net. That is, in terms of what they're doing on the ice, that's the biggest reason that they have had this sort of success at Mullet Arena. All right. Uh, Craig Morgan joining us. Craig, I, I'm looking at the D. They have nine combined goals between the three of them. Now, obviously, Chikrin went for a number one and two number twos. Uh, I'll get your thoughts on that trade in a second. But that <laughs> that's not a lot of offense coming from the back end when you've got nine goals this season between six defensemen. Well, after shipping out Jacob Chickren and Shane Gossespierre, yeah, two, two guys will produce a hell of a lot for you yep. from the blue line. You're right. Uh, and when you look at this roster, 
and what they trot out on a nightly basis, it's another, it's another moment where you just pause and say, how? How are they winning games? When you look at this blue line, there's no way. There's no way they should be winning games. And I, I guess this, this goes to the other thing that I really should mention. I don't think he's getting enough notoriety for what he's doing here, although some, some national pundits have started to talk about him. Andre Turigny is doing a hell of a job. His staff is doing a hell of a job with this team, particularly at home. I don't think he's going to be in the Jack Adams conversation, but if he gets some love there, I think it would be warranted because more than anything, I, I'm not saying it's, it's tactics or anything. We all know that most systems are very similar in the NHL, but he has these guys buying in and competing so hard every night, and that's difficult to to do when you know you have very little chance. You, you have no chance of competing for a playoff spot, but you know you're going to be outmatched most nights. The Coyotes show up and play, so credit to this staff for getting them going. All right, uh, Craig Morgan joining us. Craig, did Bill Armstrong get his price with Jacob Chikrin, a number one and two number twos? It depends who you ask, I guess. Um, My understanding, Bob, all along was that his bottom line, what he needed to have, he wanted two firsts in a second or, you know, the equivalent in prospects. That's what my understanding was all along from him. Now, he didn't get two firsts, but as Bill has said, multiple times now, when you look at the first that were being offered, they're too late first-round picks. This one that he's getting from Ottawa, which really doesn't look like it's going to be a playoff team, could be a very high first-round pick. You could be somewhere in the 10 to 13 range. So they felt that that was more valuable than taking, say, a 29th and a 32nd pick. So, you know, it's going to be spun a a number of ways, and you you can't do anything about that. But I understand their reasoning in wanting Ottawa's pick. It was a bit of a risk at the time because you're making Ottawa better. They might make the playoffs, and then you might not get a very good pick. But as it looks right now, Ottawa's going to miss the playoffs, so the Coyotes are going to get a second high first-round pick. You know, Craig, I know there was a study done from 2005 to 2013 after draft slot 22 in the NHL draft. So after the 22nd overall pick, so from 23 on, 2% chance in those eight years of the player turning out to be a star player, which is a top six forward, top four D or number one goalie. Uh, Those numbers speak volumes to what you're saying about why they targeted a higher pick. Barrett Hayden was a high pick. Go ahead, They're sorry. very aware of that, by the way, Bob. They were, they were very aware of that analysis. It, that was part of their analysis. So you're you're very. It, it's very good that you point that out because the Coyotes absolutely are aware of those numbers. We were in Dallas when Barrett Hayton went uh, fifth in 2018. The Oilers got Bouchard tenth that year. I had an OHL friend of mine uh, say to me, "Barrett Hayton, Bob, is going to really struggle early in his career. He is going to struggle." You know, I watched him in the Sioux. Uh, there's going to be challenge. Is it the evasion of the body snatchers that took place here with Hayton? Did it just click in, or is it because he's playing with Schmaltz and Keller? For the listeners that don't know, Hayton had three assists, three points in his first 27 games. He's got 15 goals and 35 points in the last 44 games. Is it just clicked for this guy? What's happened? It's a combination. Um, listen, all along when we were asking Andre Turigny about Barrett Hayton, he was pushing back at everybody saying, yes, I know you're all looking at production. And, and of course, production is important, especially when you take, take a guy number five overall. He's got to produce, and the, that, that's a, a bottom line that you can't get away from. But Andre, like so many other parts of his game, he's a complete player, and he, he's a responsible player. He's a hardworking player. So all of that was working. He just wasn't getting the production. You can't discount the fact that he's playing with Nick Schmaltz and particularly Clayton Keller, who is making everybody he plays with a better player now. 
that is certainly feeding into it, but it also feeds into Barrett's confidence. I think he needed this sort of run to finally believe that he could be, you know, maybe even a top six center in this league. I don't know where he slots yet. It's too small a sample. And again, he's benefiting from some really beneficial minutes right now. But if Barrett Hayton turns out to even be a middle six center for this team, that's great. You need those players. If he ends up being a number two center, Fantastic. Uh, and, and right now, the clip you just mentioned, he's producing like it, and he's, again, playing a very complete game right now. Dylan Gunther's on an awesome team in Seattle. I mean, they got, you know, six guys off the Canadian World Junior team. They're going to be tough to beat come playoff time. They've separated from Portland. I want to ask you about Logan Cooler, or Cooley. Uh, he's got 19 goals, 52 points in 35 games at Minnesota. Is he signing when the season's over with Arizona? What do you think? You know, up until the last couple of weeks, I would have said absolutely. I thought he was a one-and-done. But what I'm hearing recently is Logan's not sure yet if he wants to turn pro quite yet or go back to Minnesota for one more year. A lot of that could depend on what the Gophers do in the NCAA tournament. Of course, they're the number one seed. They're a fantastic team, so they have a an excellent chance of at least getting to the Frozen Four, if not winning the whole thing. But he has not. I, I've been told he hasn't made up his mind yet, so I'm really curious about that one. I don't think it's a bad thing if he goes back to college for another year. Let's be honest, the Coyotes are going to be what the Coyotes are going to be for another season or two or maybe even three. So is this the best place for him at this point in his career? I don't know. So we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Final question for Phoenix Sports. That's PHNX Sports. Craig Morgan. Craig, uh, big vote coming up is not like second week of May, like May seventh, May eighth, May ninth. Um, May this 16th, is yep. what's the so when is it? Sorry, May sixteenth. May sixteenth. Is this do or die time now? Critical for the long term success of the Coyotes organization. Bob, that's a great question. I don't know how the NHL feels if this vote does not go through. Now, early on, polling suggested there was overwhelming support for this, but the no campaign has been very active. I'm not sure how they've impacted the feelings of Tempe voters. If this does not go through, I know that the Coyotes have a couple backup plans, but will the NHL have continued patience? Gary Bettman has shown what many would say far more patience than he should have with the Arizona Coyotes. I really don't have an answer for that yet, but it is definitely on everyone's mind if this vote does not go through. If it does, on the other hand, they get exactly what they need. The biggest piece of the Coyotes' future is this Tempe vote. Craig, great stuff. Thanks for joining us and being patient on Oilers Now. Great talking to you as always, Bob. Take care. Take care. That is Craig Morgan from Phoenix Sports. That's PHNX Sports. He's our Oilers Now headliner for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Guests and Oilers Now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. Quickly into the Oilers Now injury report. It's brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Dylan Holloway is skating. He will be assigned back to Bakersfield. Actually, he's technically on Bakersfield's roster. He's rehabbing here. He is a call-up option for Edmonton for the playoffs. Of course, there's no cap at that time. Carl Berglund has just signed with the Oilers organization. He will join us when we return on Oilers Now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's 122 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you, and we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and we're pleased to be joined on the line um, by the newest member of the Oilers organization out of UMass Lowell, where he just completed a, a four-year uh, run. Uh, we w- welcome Carl Berglund. Hello, Carl. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Uh, well, you know, share share what, what was the experience like? You, how long have you been, you know been talking to the Oilers? Obviously, this moved quickly from when you concluded your guys' season. Uh, but uh, dream come true to sign an NHL contract? Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a real honor uh, to join such a great organization. Yeah, I'm sure. What sort of uh, did, did, were there other teams kicking tires, kind of checking you out a bit? Uh, you know, how did how did Edmonton end up becoming the team uh, that you ended up doing the deal with, Carl? Uh, yeah, we were talking to some teams, but in the end, the owners was the was the team that was uh, the right fit and. Uh, I'm really excited to be a part of it. Well, one of the guys that uh, would be a supporter of yours would be Scott Harlow. Uh, he's a U.S.-based scout that the Oilers have had. He drafted John Marino in the sixth round. He drafted Michael Kesselring in the sixth round. Those guys have both made it to the NHL. Kesselring's in the lineup tonight for Arizona. Um, he, he he also pushed for Vincent DeHarnay, a seventh-round draft choice. So he's had a pretty good run on players out of NCAA. How would you, Carl, how would you describe yourself as a player I'm a, I'm a two-way center uh, attention to detail uh, I'm a defensive player but I also got some offense uh, you're a, you're a left advanced in here in, in the last four okay last four yeah years. yeah so you're a, you're, you're a left shot so did you play uh, penalty kill and and on this uh, on the power play as well yeah you led the team in scoring this past season uh, with uh, 12 goals and uh, 27 points. Um, what what area do you think you need to improve? You've signed an ATO for the rest of the year, so you're going to end up going down at Bakersfield, and then your NHL deal kicks in next year. What do you think is going to be the biggest adjustment for you from going from NCAA to the American Hockey League? Uh, I think it'll be adjusting to pro hockey overall and I think I'm ready for that though and I think I can get better here in all parts of my game and I'll try to really focus on getting a more powerful stride. Uh, it's interesting because you played. You're, you're Swedish, uh, you, you played for Farstad and then you went to Sioux Falls Stampede not a lot of Swedish player. A lot, you know, a lot of guys staying sort of grow up in that Swedish system, end up playing in the Swedish Elite League. We got uh, Victor uh, Soderstrom, who's playing for Arizona tonight. He went in the first round of the 2019 draft. And Broberg, who I think's in for Edmonton tonight as well. Uh, Broberg was with Sheleftia, and Soderstrom was with AIK. You came out of Farstad. Um, why did you elect to go sort of uh, the, the American route and into NCAA? How did that all kind of come together for you? Uh, yeah, you know, I knew a few guys from back home that went that way and uh, talked to to those people, and I thought it would, it would be a good way to go, and uh, it clearly shows now that that uh, was the right path for me. Did you have a player that you sort of patterned your game after, or are there a couple guys that you kind of looked up to, uh, you know, as you're, as you're growing up and becoming a player? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Swedish players always going up and watching Peter Forsberg. Uh, you know, Nicholas Backstrom is another excellent center. So there's some other Swedish, like Sederberg. Uh, those are the kind of guys that I grew up watching. And now, obviously, uh, in today's, I'm watching Connor a lot and, <laughs> and Nicholas Backstrom, too. So Yeah, uh, it's pretty difficult to kind of replicate what Connor does. Uh, what did you take at school oh, at, UMass, at UMass Lowell? What did you end up taking at school there? Uh, I took uh, business management here, so I'm just finishing off the semester uh, at the same time as I'm going down to, Berkeley, to Bakerfield. When do you uh, go to uh, Baco? I go there tomorrow. All right, Carl, great stuff. Congrats. Uh, I, I usually find a way, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I actually think when we're in Los Angeles, uh, we're in Anaheim for an extra day. I think there's a chance we might be able to get in a, uh, we're in Anaheim, uh, LA and Anaheim back-to-back early in April. I think there's a chance we might be able to see us. So if that happens, I look forward to it. Best of luck in Bakersfield, and congrats on getting that NHL deal done. Thank you. Thank you very much. You bet. That is Carl Berglund. The Oilers signing him today to a two-year ELC that starts next year. They've signed him into an ATO for the remainder of this season. He led uh, UMass Lowell in scoring uh, each of the last couple of seasons. Um had uh, 12 goals and 27 points in 36 games this season. He describes himself as a strong two-way center. He's six foot two, 195-pound left shot out of Sweden. Uh, played for Sioux Falls and USHL uh, before committing to UMass Lowell, where he played the four seasons. And um, I think we had a little bit of phone breakup during the course of that interview, but uh, be intriguing to see. And this is what happens, right? This is what happens when you're a team that's going for it. And you're moving picks to get better and to get rentals at times. You have to replace the guys that you might be drafting. So you take a swing. And that's what they're doing here. They did The Oilers did that last year with Noah Philp out of the U of A. Noah Philp is third in the American on Bakersfield Condors roster right now in goals. So it's been a good signing. And uh, Carl Berglund finishing up in school. And he'll uh, get an opportunity. And, uh, you know, he's a center. He's a bigger guy at 6'2", 195. Be intriguing to see where he goes. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kelburn. And when we come back in orders now, John Shannon for Legacy Heat. Stephen Cooley.